coming out of the nightmare abyss of the piney woods of East Texas. The Random Horror Show. The best in commentary and reviews in horror, sci-fi, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure from film, television shows, and literature. Join our horror hostess, Keisha Lacey, as she is scary, but random, horrific, upon the Last but not least, she will chill you. Hey everybody, this is your horror host, Keisha Lacey, and welcome back to the Random Horror Show. And I have a special guest for y'all. If you not have been on YouTube or Instagram, um, and also this is the guy that gave me my first interview, and I'm talking about Tyrone Williams. Tyrone Williams of the Evil Tyrone you can find him there on YouTube and on Instagram where he gives off like his reviews, what he thinks about like different movies. He also does interviews with people um, all over in the horror community. Um, and he's very special to me because he is actually the person who introduced me to a lot of content creators and everybody in the horror community. I was a newbie. And he sought me out, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. But I am so excited for him to be here. And he's in the hot seat as the Random Horror Show guest. So everybody give a warm and spooky welcome to Tyrone Williams. How you doing? Oh, that's 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 amazing. I feel I feel on top of the world after that introduction. It, it, feels, it feels amazing to be on the Random horror show you know uh it's been I've, I've been waiting i'm a fan uh i've listened plenty of nights you know to the show and uh you and the guests deep dive and everything and it's it's always a, a fun and interesting experience you know so i'm i'm just grateful to be here well thank you thank you so much tyrone and like it's oh it's just been a while i mean it's been a long it's been long awaited um you know particularly you know you you know you've been seeking and watching people and um you know that is in the horror community i mean you had you know some really great guests like avontree's littles um i forgot the little girl's name but she is fire um i was i don't know gravity she's so cute yes she is so cute and you had your dad um your father who introduced you to like horror and um you know you had uh, oh gosh um sledgehammer horror Uh, man you have had like a plethora of people and um also i'm just gonna let everybody know that you put me on that plug with from and i wanted to thank you for (laughs) that also because uh we do like deep dive discussions with that he has people from the horror community just all over you know just just talking about the wonderful show from but before we get into that right there tyrone i want you to introduce yourself what you do what your hobbies and everything else Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my name is Tyrone Williams, um, also known as the evil Tyrone. Um, I I guess like by what, well, you know, you can check out my YouTube channel. 
uh, where I do, you know, horror reviews, breakdowns, and just discussions and some interviews with the horror community from, you know, all over. It doesn't matter if you're like making videos or writing books or making movies, like whatever, or you could just be watching movies, you know, if you're just a fan who loves to collect the memorabilia or whatever, like I just want to interact with, you know, as many as many people in the in the horror community, you know, as possible, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I pretty much that's what I pretty much do as far as like you know the horror stuff. Um, as far as work, you know, I've been uh, a postal employee for about damn it almost be like twelve years now, or if it's if it's maybe it is twelve. I think come November it'll be twelve. Yeah, but twelve years as a as a postal employee. You know, it's a it's a long ass time, you know, selling selling people stamps, you know. Um, but right now I'm <laughs> right now, you know, I'm getting a little break from that, um, working from home, you know. So if whoever has complaints, you know, basically like you call up and I'm the one you're talking to on the phone, you know. So I'm doing that uh right now, you know. So that's that's you know, work wise, but uh as far as hobbies, you know, I love, I love playing video games, you know, um, not really in too much into like the sports games, but I do dive into like the campaigns, you know, like God of War, The Last of Us, like I love story-based games, you know, stuff like that. Um, also, you know, the, the Mario Karts and the, the Left 4 Deads, you know, love a, love a good zombie game, you know, um, uh, you know, just just watching watching film. You know, interacting with uh, with people online and stuff like that. Like I I do love wrestling. Like I recently got back into wrestling. I think I gave it up for it was like over a decade. It was it was a long time, but I just recently got back into that. You know, and that's pretty pretty interesting. You know, for me right now. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I really, I really love, you know, traveling, you know, that's another, that's another thing, you know, whether it's a road trip or just, you know, hopping on a plane somewhere and, and taking a trip for, you know, a couple of days or more, you know, it's just something about being in the airport and, you know, hopping on the plane or, you know, just getting packing, getting packed up and, you know, just hitting the road and getting that fresh air, stuff like that. You know, nothing, nothing like it, nothing like it at all. Exactly. I started back doing uh, traveling and road trips. Last one, I went to Vegas 2020. That's when they um, did the first, you know, release for the, uh, you know, for COVID. Yeah. Um, and I went to Vegas. And so it was, it was, it was a little different then. And it was still um, you didn't have like the whole bustling crowd like you had in Vegas and stuff, but you still had a good amount of people um, there and everything. And I enjoyed that. And, but I'm going back into like road trips and I just got back from Dallas and had a really great time there. And um, not too long ago, I went to uh, San Antonio to um, House of from Nightmares and uh, it's a horror boutique and I, I love that store and stuff. It's, I know it's like far away, but it's just it's just worth the drive there. It's it is like road trips are so much fun. Plane rides are fun. 
I'd rather fly in a plane than a car, but you know, like, <laughs> man, it's just the airport. You got to take off your shoes. Everybody feet musty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, early in the morning. <laughs> it's become a more stressful situation. Like I remember as a kid, like you know, because I grew up in uh in Sacramento, California, and like my family, most of my family was out here, so we would you know come back and forth. For the holidays and stuff so you know i remember getting on the plane you know just waking up early and you know because mm-hmm. at, when you're a kid you don't want to wake up early but you know for a plane ride i'd be like all oh, right you know we got mom packing up snacks you know putting them in the bag or whatever then you you know you wait in line and you know as an adult i'm like all right you know hurry up motherfuckers but you know back then <laughs> <laughs> because you know you get to it it just be a lot of different factors when you're the one who's planning this shit you know like you got to make sure the car rental is on time you don't want to get there too early but you don't want to get there too late and then if you you know you get there too early you're like all right do i want to sit at the bar get something to drink but you know how is this drink you know going to is this drink going to be doing backflips in my stomach when we take up in the air? You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of different factors. I don't like using uh, airplane bathrooms. It's just funky to me. I was just like, it's already funky as it is, but then it just have a funky feeling when I use it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's no, you know, there I'm not on the ground. And it's, it's, just, no it's just so weird. It's just weird on my body. But uh, you mentioned video games, bro. Did you see that Mortal Kombat one that's coming out? And I have literally retired from playing video games, but when I seen that MK one, say mm-hmm. there, yeah, it's gonna be getting the damn uh PS five, uh, uh, uh and be buying be, it and but... everything. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like these systems have just become so ridiculous, you know, with the upgrades. And you know, I, I remember when you bought a game. You know, you spend like thirty, forty dollars on the game, and that was it. It wasn't no updates, no DLC, that you know, no expansion, no special edition, all that. You know, it was thirty, forty dollars. Now, you know, you're looking at you know seventy to a hundred dollars. You know, a game, and that's just mm-hmm. for the basic version. You know, so I'm excited for Mortal Kombat. You know, I'm always it's always a fun time. You know, uh, with that series, like the fatalities are just brutal. I just wish the movies would follow that. I feel like the, you know, the movies that we've gotten, you know, yeah. haven't uh, lived up to that. Yes, man. <laughs> I'm always going to be ride or die for Mortal Kombat. My uh, 16th birthday, you know, every girl got a car, a pony, whatever the hell they got and shit. You know, the food party and everything. <laughs> man, I got me a pair of Chucks and a Sega and Mortal Kombat. And yeah. I played the hell out of it. And I'm going to tell you, back in the 90s, you know, I, you have you ever, you watched Yellow Jackets, right? Oh, well, I've seen the first season. I ain't seen the second season yet. Okay. You see how the chicks are, uh, how they act, you know, how they are like back in 96, 95, 94. That's exactly how we roll back then. That's how we roll back then. But a lot of us, we were into like, damn you know all his action movies we play Mortal Kombat I mean we was like yo like Sub-Zero you know Sonya Blade and all that Kano we was all into it we were like tomboyish but we still girly girly 
you know, it had the grunge scene coming out. I mean, it was just a really cool ass time to be a teenager around, you know, the 90s and stuff. But that was one of the uh, most impressive games. And it actually changed the gaming world, just like Super Mario. Uh, You had this game that you can, you know, fight somebody and blood comes, you know, you can get over here, you know, you can freeze somebody. (laughs) You know, you be like raining and everything. You, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. you know, you can, you, you, <laughs> it's like that stuff right there because it take me back to like End of the Dragon, which is one of my favorite like Bruce Lee films. And you know, you got like, oh, Jim Kelly, oh man, was it Jim Brown or Jim Kelly? It's one of the two, man. So you a comic, you it's like you straight out of a comic book with a villain or something like that. That's uh-huh. I holler, I holler, I holler. <laughs> But um, but when I watched that film, it just took it, it you know, and played Mortal Kombat. It take me back to that, and then I didn't even know my uh, my uncle. He um passed away like almost a decade ago, but he was in a lot of martial arts. And guess where he went to? He went to Japan, and wow. he competed in a tournament over there. And I always wonder why he had this scar on his elbow. And he was really good. And he broke his elbow during a tournament over in Japan. And he had to come back to Texas. And I was just like, man. Damn. I was like, damn, Uncle Ray was badass, man. Uncle Ray was like badass, though. He was pretty badass. But it's just when I play Mortal Kombat and I watch, you know, Enter the Dragon. It reminds me so much of my uncle Ray, and you know I miss him dearly. Boy, he he was something else. I tell you that and everything. You better not lie to that man because he will know when you are lying. That's just how like he just remind me like some old kung fu master. And I thought he was gonna become like a kung. He was up there with a kung fu master, bro. Like, oh know, yeah, um, especially but, yeah, back then. We had a lot of that yeah. content. Yeah, but he, um, sadly, um, he passed away and, you know, and I didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, visit him. And I was very close in the Houston area. And at the time I was married, a little personal and everything. And I'm just like, and I told my, well, my husband at the time, I was like, I got to stop Uncle Howard. It's like something right. Mm. I didn't even know he was sick. And uh, he didn't, he didn't even want to stop. And I was like, motherfucker. And then that's when I found out he was super sick. And, um, you know, it, it was just a really uh, bad time during my marriage. But, you know, I was like, man, that's my uncle right though. Mm-hmm. And I seen him, last time I seen him was at his funeral. And, but I had a dream about him and stuff. So he let me know that he was all right. And I was like, all right, then, Uncle Ray, you too. You know, glad you, you know, you in peace now, you know. But, but yeah. But, but yeah, that, I mean, Mortal Kombat, I love it. It just reminds me so much of my uncle. But um, moving on and everything, so. Well, who was your favorite character? Who was your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Okay, now, okay, okay. I'm going to be like, I'm an OG with it and everything. (laughs) Melina. Melina is my favorite. And Shiva and Kung Lao. Mm, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Shiva, it's something about Shiva and Melina because they're villains. 
they're villainous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I like Katana with her fans and shit and everything, <laughs> but it was just something about Melina, though. You know, she had the size, you know, looking like Electro, you know, with the size and shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, she she was a clone of, of you know, Katana. And of course, she had that Tarkin, I can't even pronounce, like, he, she was like Baraka, like, you know, race of people. But oh, I yeah. think she was, like, so badass with it that, like, people hated her because she looked like that, but god dang, she was, like, a fucking amazing fighter. Oh, yeah, we need we need that in live action, but done right. You know, exactly, done right. Exactly, exactly. And, um, Shiva, you know, I played her in MK3. She had four arms, and I was like, she got this mohawk and everything, and I was like, man, she really can't tear a dude ass apart and uh, other things too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but she was badass with that damn stomp no boom, boom. She teleported, bam, she was mm-hmm. on you like And Kung Lao, it was something about Kung Lao. Like, I love Liu Kang, you know, but Kung Lao with that hat, bro, that hat now, you can't fuck with nobody with that damn hand. <laughs> no, it, it, Mortal Kombat had some legendary, some legendary hats, you know. So, but but Kung Lao, you know, it's it was undeniable. undeniable. I know, man. Kung Lao, I hated that. Like it was a couple of like uh, alternative, you know, storylines of MK that he did die, uh, but they always brought him back because he was just I mean he had he was he was he was not very like he was much of a braggart but he just know his shit he was very loyal very very loyal uh to his temple and you know what he does but it's just something about Kung Lao like with the hat man he was just like he's so badass with it I'll mess a motherfucker up with Kung Lao and <laughs> Melina and I, oh yeah and my daughter she loves Mortal Kombat too, and when she was little, man, she used to, man, she used to beat grown men at this game. Eight years wow. old, beating grown men. She's like, I would, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I was just pressing buttons and everything. But she loved Mortal Kombat. She does, and she. That's how we all learn. Just pressing the buttons. She learned by pressing buttons. I mean, they was grown men. She whooped their ass. And they get mad at her. I say, uh-uh, don't be getting mad at my baby because she whooped your ass <laughs> and everything and she eight years old. Man the fuck up. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. just a game, sir. It's just a game. We just, I'll whoop your motherfucking ass. You took your hair on my baby now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is not that serious. It's a game. It's not that deep. It's not. It's not. It really isn't. You know, but, we, um, we've all had that time playing with our cousins, you know, and, uh, they start throwing the controller. You like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? You know, it's a chill out. It's a it's, it's a game. You know, it ain't it ain't no money being uh being bet. No no money wagers on the table here. It's just a game. Right. This ain't no dice. This ain't no uh card game. This ain't gambling and stuff. It's just a video game. And y'all acting fool over and stuff. I'm like, shit, it ain't even Monopoly. You know how everybody act crazy over Monopoly too. <laughs> Oh, it's certain games people act a fool over. You know, it's it just it just is what it is. It, shoot, I'm one of them folks, but I calmed down with Monopoly and everything. But uh, yeah, I was one of those when I was younger. I was like, oh man, I'm losing. That. But they used to tease me. It's my brother, and my cousin. They teased me and stuff because I was losing. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna 
with this dang board. And I showed it. And I was really <laughs> I was like, God, I was such a sore loser. But you know what? They egged it on. They did. Mm-hmm. That's what they had right there. You egging it on. Now I was all right losing and stuff, but you had to make, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh. I'm going to mess both of y'all up. <laughs> <laughs> Had to let them know. uh, (laughs) But like, I have some like some wonderful like question for you, Tyrone. But um, I'm gonna ask you like, what is your intro in the horror, and like, what really compelled you to start doing like horror content and just spill spill the tea for us, spill the tea for me and my audience. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, I've always really like been in the horror I think well anything that like evokes emotion from me you know mm-hmm. uh especially like since a little kid I remember um I used to run away from it I remember my dad he would uh like growing up in California because he was he's from Philly like my parents are from Philly but you know being so we had uh we moved from Philly to California when I was like five like I would hear mm-hmm. a lot of like West Coast music and stuff out there, you know, Warren G and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my dad would, he had this like giant stereo. He'd be playing this music and, you know, just super, super explicit stuff. And, you know, I just remember shutting the door being like, why is he playing this? Or, you know, certain things on TV, like, why are you watching this and all that? Like I was, I was a strange, I was a strange kid, you know? So, um, but I'd always like any anything that like you know sparked up some sort of fear always like intrigued me. So I would see like stuff like Tales from the Crypt on uh, on the TV or you know Michael Jackson's Thriller on the Ooh, TV no. and just be yeah just be like mesmerized and be like damn this shit is really creepy to the point where. I couldn't watch, you know, certain things at at a certain time of night, you know, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, make me feel safe, you know, until I think I, it was until I seen uh, Child's Play 2, you know, I think that was like the first real, like, full length movie that I watched that I was like, all right, let me digest this fully. And I just remember it being like, so... I mean, it, it was violent. It was, you know, very violent, but it was also, you know, very funny and, mm-hmm. you know, just some sort of like element of like whimsy about it. So, you know, and back then, you know, you had the VHS tapes. So, you know, you would just rewind it, rewind it back. So certain movies, especially in that era, you know, because this, this was before streaming. So I would just watch all these movies over and over and over and know the lines and everything. So, I jumped from like Child's Play 2 to like uh, the Halloween movies, like Halloween, not Resurrection, um, The Curse of Michael Myers. I think that was the first Halloween movie, you know, that I had seen. And, you know, to go from that to like uh, Tales from the Hood and, you know, like the Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that. I was like, oh, man, this is uh, these these movies are just like it's it's, I don't know, it just does something, does something to like my brain chemistry. And then um, my dad, he had took me to Blockbuster and I had finally, he was like, oh, you ever seen The Evil Dead? And I was like, oh no, you know, and then, uh, 
and we we popped it in we popped it in uh my little tv you know a little 13 inch tv in my room you know with the with the vhs attached to it or whatever and you know we're watching that and i was just like blown away and terrified you know like i had never been as terrified of something on the screen until i saw the evil dead you know the original um and that pretty much like got me into like my my like mania of like collecting you know and just being like oh this is uh this is my favorite genre you know nothing's nothing's gonna top this you know and uh just just you know throughout my whole life you know just soaking up as much horror as possible and you know just checking out like oh what was popular back then or you know what was popular in this decade and you know all this stuff and then dipping into uh you know the the books and stuff like that like goosebumps and um what is it uh are you afraid of the dark and uh and scary stories to tell in the dark and you know then like the stephen king's novels and agatha christie and you know just falling just falling down the rabbit holes and just just being being uh being frightened you know, uh, but really being feeling like isolated because like at one point, like my dad was the only one that I could really, you know, share my enthusiasm with with these movies. And even then, you know, you could have two people that love horror, but, you know, sometimes they may not, uh, you know, you you your choices are not going to align all the time, you know, so I would be like, oh, I can talk to him about this, but, you know, I can't talk to him about you know, this, this or that or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just, uh, this is, this is something, this is just another thing that I really, really enjoy, but, you know, the majority of people really aren't going to like understand, you know, uh, my, my love for this, uh, for this thing, especially, you know, like hanging over a friend's house and stuff like that. And everyone's like, yo, Let's throw a movie on, you know, and I'm recommending, you know, like the Evil Dead or you know Night of the Demons, and you know they're they're up there, like, oh no, we gotta we gotta watch uh we gotta watch Juice or you know we gotta watch Poetic Justice, or, you know, something like that, you know, which are which are classic movies, you know, but yeah, you know, it wasn't uh that I was like, yo, y'all gotta get into this, y'all gotta get into that, you know, and then um just really being for the most part, like being, it, it really feeling like it was like, uh, cause I guess like when you, when you really love something and you don't have like that shared experience or that shared love around you, sometimes you feel like you're the only one who's soaking this stuff up. You're the only one who's really, uh, watching this and the only one who's really appreciating this. So, um, it was like that for a while. And then I had, uh, I like I guess like I was I've always been like an um a loner or a lone wolf you know type or whatever so I really didn't start socializing like vastly like I had my I have my few best friends or whatever but I really didn't start branching out until like I got on the internet and uh the first like the the first element that I got on the internet uh from was a uh, was it that show Big Brother? I don't know if you ever seen it, but you know they they had a they got a chat room in there, 
and you know, it was just all these people in there and I would go on there every night, you know, and chat with the people about like the live streams and stuff like that. And then they started like introducing me to other people and, you know, it spun off to me meeting, it was this guy called Jelly Nuts and I don't know why he named himself like Jelly Nuts, but uh, he called himself Jelly Nuts and um, he was like, yeah, oh yeah, you... <laughs> He he had he was like yeah you gotta you gotta meet this dude uh, Mo Crack or whatever I was like Mo Crack like who Mo Crack yeah yeah who is who is this and he was just some goofy like goofy dude with braces and he was just on cam it was this campsite called the uh, Stickam and it was mm -hmm. like maybe like eight you could get like eight people on the camera and you know everybody else below and you know just chatting or whatever. And he was up there and he was just freestyling. And I, you know, I was like, oh, this dude is funny or whatever. So, you know, me and him, we we started roasting each other because back then it was like heavy with the uh heavy with the roasting and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So me and him just started roasting each other and we became like good friends. And then we started noticing like it was the same people who would hang out like with each other like every night online. So uh and all we was doing was just you know bullshitting you know talking to talking to girls or whatever so we we called ourselves the uh the cake squad you know and it, there was women in the cake squad too but we called ourselves the cake squad you know <laughs> so <laughs> we uh we was we was the cake squad and we actually came out with two mixtapes you know because uh because uh Mo Crack, he was rapping, you know, so he was like, oh, oh, uh, cool, you know, you could, you could rap too, they, they called me, because my online name back then was, uh, was the cool, so they, they was like, oh, cool, you could, you could rap too, or whatever, you know, so we, we would just go back and forth, or whatever, and, you know, just hanging out with them for, for years, and stuff like that, and it was, mm -hmm. it was, wow, because it was, like, all internet buddies, and then, you know, we finally started, like, uh, meeting each other on like in real life and stuff like that and it was cool and then um it was like years past you know and then people get busy and stuff like that so I was just oh, like man. all right well it's you know it's time for in you know I kind of like got bored with the uh with social media and stuff like that so I stopped posting a lot and then I was on YouTube and I saw um I was looking up some review for some movie and that's when I saw um, this this girl called Jill Killington, and uh, she she was just this she was just this girl. She reminded me of like Elvira, and she was just like you know reviewing horror movies and stuff like that. And she said she was in you know the film industry, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I seen Xena, uh, you know, uh, the real queen of horror. She had popped up on my uh, on my feed or whatever and I was like oh and she's black you know this is this is amazing you know and then uh Ivory Tree she pops up and I'm like oh she's black too you know and I was just like shocked like you know because you know even though you know in general it's not shocking that you know black women love horror just as much or if not more you know than anybody else but you know I had never seen it so it was like okay just seeing is believing 
So I'm like, oh, this is this is dope. And then, you know, I start following them and then I see like, oh, it's a whole, you know, community out there that is uh that's talking about, you know, the same stuff that I love and stuff like that. And um, you know, I was like, oh, this is this is uh this is wild. And then I think that was around the time where like the pandemic or like the beginning of the pandemic start popping off or whatever. So I was just like, you know, just being a being a lurker, you know, just following people and watching their their videos and stuff like that, but really not like interacting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, well, I have my own, you know, my own thoughts and opinions on stuff and you know, just different things. And uh, but you know, you always have like that that uh that air of like you know self-doubt or whatever you're like oh no one wants to listen to what you got to say blah 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 yeah. you know so i'm just like oh man maybe maybe i shouldn't say anything and then um i was in a you know with the pandemic and you know all this shit that was going on in 2020 i was like in a not the best place like mm -hmm. mentally so i was just like oh i need to like talk to a therapist, you know, so I think that, well, yeah, well, that year I started uh, going to therapy and, yeah. you know, just talking about certain things and, you know, which I'm still in therapy, like it's been, yeah, it's probably been like three years, if not almost three years, you, you know, know so it's very important. Yeah, it is. And I, I try and tell people, I'm like, it's, you know, you don't have to necessarily feel like you're crazy or you know, like all this stuff is going on. It's just, you know, it's it's dope to have someone who doesn't have a bias towards you to talk right. about things and just to bounce your own theories off in your head. Because, you know, sometimes when all we're talking to is ourselves, like it can just go all around the world. You know, it's uh, it gets a little loopy, you know, but uh, just talking to her and uh, I was like, okay, well, it's uh it's time she was like yeah you can you got to start you know just getting into your hobbies and you know doing what makes you happy and i was like all right well what what does make me happy is uh you know just watching horror movies and talking about you know talking about this stuff or whatever so i was like you know i just i just started looking at like my the people who i was following and i was like man like these all these people are like dope as hell you know like i wish um i wish like we could have a conversation and then uh and amongst other people you know outside of horror or whatever so i was like you know what i'm gonna just start doing like interviews um mm -hmm. just because i feel like i'm gonna have fun doing interviews so i was just interviewing anybody and everybody that i knew you know who i admired them for something whether they had like a small business or you know, whether they uh, were into some projects or whatever, I was just like, yo, I'm gonna interview you. And then I noticed, uh, well, with my, like I interviewed a bunch of people, but I noticed the two interviews that I had the most fun with were with Zena and uh, with Marco Estes. And mm -hmm. they, were, they were the first two that I had interviewed from the horror community. And I was like, man, these interviews like went on, you know, damn near two hours or over two hours. And I had the most fun with them. So I feel like, maybe I should be leaning into that. But then I'm like, oh, well, you know, are there enough people for me to talk to, you know, for me to, you know, start a channel and all that stuff. So, you know, I just started looking and just started falling deeper, 
you know, down the rabbit hole and, uh, you know, getting outside of my comfort zone. Cause I've always like, I didn't always know, but I've always had like uh, social anxiety. So it's like, sometimes it's, it's uh it is a challenge, you know, just asking people, you know, who you don't know, like, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of your, of your stuff. You know, can I, can I interview you? Can I sit you down and talk, talk about some, uh, some things for, you know, however long, um, but, you know, to my surprise, like when I started doing it, like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like and just I guess getting over that fear of rejection, you know, because if you ask like 100 people, you know, like a certain percentage, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, you know, no or, you know, they're they're just not going to answer you. But I was surprised at how many yeses I got. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is dope. And, you know, just feeling like like I wasn't expecting to to meet as many, you know, people that I call like friends uh, through the community. Like it's, it's been wild, you know, just, just the, just the vast amount of people and just people from all walks of life, people all over the world, you know, even, even when I came across your page, you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is dope. You know, I haven't talked to anybody from Texas yet, you know, in the random horror Texas show, like this is, uh, this is, crazy you know so i i remember um uh asking you for an interview and you were like oh sure you know and you know i'm always nervous i'm always super nervous before you know like doing an interview talking to someone for like the first time and stuff especially back then like i i've like gotten a little bit used to it you know now but back then it was like terrible but uh you know when when me and you started chatting and you were just super chill, super down to earth, very funny, very informative, you know, like <laughs> knowing knowing the names and the backgrounds and all. I'm like, oh, she, I, I don't even like, is there certain people as, as like an interview, there's certain people that make your, uh, make your job easier, you know, because they are going to talk and they're going to go in depth and they're going to be very passionate about it, you know, and, and you're one of those, you're one of those people, you know, so uh but yeah just yeah it's it's true it's true that's why i'm i'm so thankful you know to be here on the show you know because i before i do interview people you know i check out you know what they got going on and you know how they how they are and stuff and it's it's been it's been dope you know uh every time you know uh i've got to have you on you know uh that's why that's one of the reasons why i love the you know i love doing the interviews but you know, when I started doing the uh, the group discussions and things like that, like it just feels like a party with friends, you know, because like the nervousness is over because I've already talked to, you know, everybody already and stuff like that. And it's just like, yo, this is this is uh, this is where it's at, you know, just people getting on and taking a drink, you know, whether it's wine or some Patron, you know, sometimes you smoke a little bit, you know, before you get on camera, like do what you do, get right. And it's, it's just like, yo, this is, this is what it's about, you know? And I, I really appreciate it. You know, when people tell me, they're like, oh man, you know, you, and you know, it's because, you know, you brought me on the show with this person now, you know, I'm, I have this other connection and, you know, we're going to collaborate on some other stuff or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. You know, the, the community interacting with each other, you know, cause 
it's it's really dope, you know, getting to talk to people and getting to know them, you know. But I'm like, yo, these are these are these are your buddies, you know, these are your these are your comrades. This is the community right here. This is the horror community, you know. So we we gotta uh I just I'm just pro pro everybody, you know, collaborating together, you know, a, a little bit more, you know. Yeah. And um uh you really have brought a lot of people together uh especially uh gonna be talking about uh the prom <laughs> like you know what it is it's a big party and you're right shoot because i know it was like one i actually joined because i usually work on wednesday evenings but i had a good chance and i was like well let me pull out my plum wine that my friend got me <laughs> when i was just saying tell me y'all and I'm gonna talk a whole bunch of shit and a whole and just be just wild with it. But it was a re- and it, it actually like a uh from that last discussion that Plum Wine was talking, but it really made me dig very deep with a lot of the questions and the the mystery about the show, you know, from because I was like, dang, I was I, after we got done, I was like, dang, I showed it. Ask questions like I was asking my students stuff. And uh. <laughs> Y'all seeing me cackling and throwing up a leg and laughing and stuff. <laughs> That's just how I have a good time um, like that. But um, you mentioned Thriller. And, uh, and I did watch the interview that you did with your dad. And I'm going to say this. When you did my interview, um, I didn't notice that you were still in that you know, I'm a little awkward, you know, a little face because I didn't I didn't even notice that you did a fantastic job. You really oh, did. Thank you. Thank you. You really did. But uh but like your dad's interview, I listened to that. Oh my oh my God. I was like, he is so hilarious. But but he was he was right about like back in the day, he you went on dates and you take your girl to a horror movie. And she gets scared and stuff. She get a little closer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, oh, okay, you protect me. He's like, mm-hmm, yes, like that. You know, I'm going to take home like that. But Thriller, Michael Jackson was actually keeping game to, like, every dude. Like, ain't like your dad. Hey, I'm taking <laughs> Ola Ray because Ola Ray was in Playboy. All right. So I, she, he got this fine chick, Ola Ray. Taking her to the movies and stuff. I was a teenage werewolf. By the way, that thriller, oh my goodness. Hey, when I was five years old, when that thing came out, that it scared crap out of me. The uh I seen the special effects behind the scenes of how they did his makeup, you know, from when he was a zombie to like the werewolf. I'm just remembering like so much of this uh the behind the scenes, like the commentary that they did. And this was like back then before we had DVDs, DVRs and stuff. And that was, oh my God, that just like blew me away. But uh, but Michael Jackson was putting everybody on game and everything. Michael Jackson said, uh-uh, you know, I just came out from Beat It. You know what I'm saying? I done made friends with the LA Games, which was real LA gang members there. And he was like, yo, I'm telling y'all people, just take your girl, take a fine girl, which mm-hmm. was a scary movie and everything. Now I'm gonna tell you, he's like, I'm just warning you. You might have been surprised, like narrating this shit and everything. <laughs> you might have some, you might walk by a cemetery. But I'm just gonna let you know, 
you're gonna get the girl and everything. You know, he was giving like play by play. He was giving like the player player up in there. And I was oh, like, yeah. God damn. I was like, God dang, Michael Jackson was magical. He was giving like player player, you know, all through this video. You know, it was a it was a it was like a link, it was like a movie, you know, and that was that was like the first time that anybody in pop music, you know, in like the culture of like music and everything, um, that gave like a full length movie video and Michael Jackson, like he was like, I'm the first motherfucker, I'm the first because they don't call me the king of pop for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did. And he used horror with that stuff. I mean, I was like just 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 it was like I was in a kid. I was like a kid in a candy store when I watched it. And he and got Vincent Price. I know that man. Michael Jackson had that plug plug. Mm-hmm. He worked. Mm-hmm. He worked with Steven Spielberg. You know Pepsi, but we remember that Pepsi um, incident and everything. Michael Jackson's hair on fire, baby. That's when I said, "Uh, uh-uh, I don't want no Jerry Curl." <laughs> <laughs> and I did have one, but I kept that bitch dry as hell. Didn't put no activator on no nothing like that. I was like, I don't want to be like Michael now. Oh, oh, that was that. That's that's what people were saying. I want to. I want to be like Michael. That was the decline of the uh, of the curl, the Jerry curl. Yeah, there was. I mean, you had like uh, what's that group? Full Force. The dude that was they. You know, they was all uh uh. Hey, house party and everything. Mm-hmm. But the dude, like, he was like cute but ugly. The real thick one and everything. He had a fine body, but he was just like butterface and everything. But he had like that Jared Curl mullet though. And I was like, dang, he's fine. Butterface, but he got the Jared Curl mullet. He looked good and everything. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dang. And see, like mullets are very popular down here too. So my son had one. His looked good and everything. He looked kind of like Sylvester Stallone with his. Mm. When he took it down. He loves Sylvester Stallone. I was like, dang, bro, you look good with that money. He's been going at ever since he was 12. And I'm talking about you got to have some pure-ass confidence to pull a, pull a mullet off. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, you, some you got can't to. can't pull it off. Some people have it, and I'm like, mm you need a regular haircut. But, That's... uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... But, yeah, Tyrone, um... You know, when you're young and you, you know, you're with your friends and you're into so much horror, um, and you and you want to share that with your friends, your buddies. You know, you get excited about it. They're like, I don't know, but we can watch like Steel Magnolias, or we can watch Soul Food. You know, we can watch Juice. You know, you got the juice now. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> hated <it. laughs> this. But uh, but you do, you feel like a lone wolf, especially, you know, when you're younger, um, you found your tribe whenever you, uh, you know, the, I'll call it the younger years of like social media, you connected with people, you know, y'all sitting up there throwing beats and everything, some like a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and and then it like and then it just grew and grew um into this uh what you do and i love that you show so much passion um with your reviews your interviews you know you um seeing there's like oh wow there's a lot of black women in horror and we always have been in horror but it's more of like how would i put it 
when we're younger, we were scared to say it because we didn't want to get picked on. So mm-hmm. we started getting feeling comfortable within our skin. You know, we're, we're what they call it, like the alt kids. We're like the alt black kids. You know, we're seeing it right now. And it makes me so proud to like see this, like, you know. Yes. I love, I, I fucking love it. And, and they're not afraid. And I love that. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I mean, we would, you know, back then we were like, yo, we got to set the tone for this and everything. And I see it's, it's blossoming. I'm, I'm happy. I can die happy now. But, uh, but yeah, we were picked on. And I know you probably was picked on too. I know you were picked on. You know how that black people don't listen to or watch scary movies and stuff. And, you know, and you know, you hear the same typical, uh, you know, the devil and they'd be possessing you and, uh, you know, some gonna come out at you. I mean, stuff like that. And horror movies are really, I would put it as movies that actually deal with things like what we deal in real life yeah. on a reality scale. But it's it's the same thing that we deal, but it's just on a different level of, you know, of, of art of art medium you know you have your boogeyman's you have your supernaturals you have all of that right there and it has to come from imagination but also it can come from a place of trauma pain or you know something that has happened in our childhood you know Wes Craven he's seen this guy that uh scared shit out of him when he was a young kid guess what we have Freddy Krueger um Mm -hmm. and there was also like a story um behind that in his childhood I mean, it's like so many things that um, we have going on in real life, but we never think of it as like, it could be a horror and it could be horror, somebody's horror. It could be somebody's like nightmare, um, you know, life. And but then when we have it as a medium, an art medium like horror, you know, it's a little bit amped up. It's a, it's a little bit out there but you can still see what's really going on. And that's the reason why I love horror. Uh, it's been one of my like escapes. It's a lot of people's escape. Yes. Uh, it's very fun. It's very scary. And like you said, you have an emotional, you know, uh, kind of like I have an emotional attachment to it because is things in horror does like invoke a lot of emotion. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. All all sorts of emotions, you know, especially from genre to genre, you know. Mm-hmm. Very and wild. you have and you have so many different genres, you know, zombie, vampire, werewolf, sci-fi horror, um, psychological, uh, art house or horror. Oh gosh. Uh, it's like so many subgenres like within the horror community you know in movies uh you know books literature comics um everything you could just you can just think of it still you know has horror attached to it even though uh when i'm watching midsummer i love that i love that movie that movie i thought it was a movie that i would not like but i actually love the shit out of midsummer and i was like damn that blew my mind. It really fucked me up. I was like, this would fuck me up, bro. And this summer's wild as fuck. It is. It's a bear and, and the whole uh old girl 
who put her like pubic hair in old Christian uh pie and everything. I said, hell, that's something out of uh hoodoo right there. Down in hoodoo, if you put your period blood or like a piece of your pubic hair in somebody's food that you like and you want them to be attached to you like that, mm-hmm. they do shit like that. You know, that that's like a part of like, you know, uh, hoodoo magic and stuff. And that right there, I was like, oh, wow. You know, there's like this culture of like a cult culture like in Midsummer, and it shares like a same type of culture just like in hoodoo. And of course, hoodoo is just a mix of African spirituality, Native American, European, Wiccan, everything. So I was just like, damn, that that little girl messed me up though. I said, no, she didn't put her little old raggly little coochie hairs in that boy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you, you hear that all the time. You know, watch watch out, you know, uh who who you perceive, you know, food from and you know, uh don't eat don't like i think i was on tiktok and they had like some running joke about you know eating spaghetti from uh from certain people you know it's uh it's it's definitely out there cat hair 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 and everything else and that's the reason why i say you do not eat it in and everybody's house you really can't oh no you you see it every day you see motherfuckers you know how they rinse or don't rinse things or how they you know how they prepare their food you know it's uh i seen somebody cleaning greens in the bathtub you know not too long ago on on tiktok oh oh, no you don't put no greens in no tub everybody ass and booty uh 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 crumbs and essences been in that tub baby no we don't do that right there i told you we don't Wash no rings in the tub. You gonna wash some things in that sink? No, it was and somebody. They put ice cream and gummy worms in the uh, in a toilet bowl. It was like an empty toilet bowl outside, you know. And they just poured all this soda in there. It was, you know, whatever they would. They was trying to make some sweet treat, but it was literally they loaded up this toilet, you know, from top to bottom. You know, when I hear or see stuff like that and my son run and show me something like I said, baby, they doing that for likes and clicks. They trying to get viral and everything else from doing something disgusting like that. I don't know why you be watching that and everything. You know, it's stupid. Um, I seen one where this lady, she talking about easy tacos or something like that. So she put all like the meat, the cheese uh, on the counter. And then she's like, and we're going to do it like uh, Marble Slab Cold Stone Creamery and stuff. I was like, mm-mm, baby, no. <laughs> uh, I no like, yeah, I think I've seen some like, similar. I said, you doing that to, like, go viral. You kind of, you think he's cute. Um, no, ma'am, not the capacity right there. Even, like, white people down here in the country will look at you crazy and they will call you girl, bitch, are you crazy? You don't put that shit on no counter like that. They will cuss her out. They will definitely cuss her out. They will look at her and walk out of her house. Like, some white people do not play play. <laughs> <laughs> they do so they're not like, they're play like, yeah, you, play. you making us look bad. You know what you yeah, doing? Yeah, they're pretty much like, God damn, you making us look bad. What the <laughs> hell's wrong with you? You don't put that shit on the counter? God, boy. They, yeah, she would get lit. Like, down here, she do some stuff like that. She will get lit down here. Bang. 
super mm-hmm. bad. Made her cry and everything. She would take a page down. <laughs> That's why when they having the potluck, you know, you just be like, "No, I'm good. I'm good. I got. I, I got know. my." Own. So she with the with the animals in the kitchen and uh, my daughter. She she prepares. She cooks a lot too. And she has a cat. And she like she better get her ass out of this damn kitchen because I ain't gonna play with her like that. Like, she, will kick, <laughs> she will kick her own cat out of the kitchen because she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm cooking food. You are not coming in here. And that cat obeys too. He will stay in that room. Yeah, because how can you explain away, you know, strands and strands and strands of cat hair in the macaroni and cheese? Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. no explanation. And I've seen too many videos like that when people be letting their little animals and stuff. I mean, even I had we have a Yorkie, and then she comes in the house and she be trying to run in the kitchen, and she hear I mean, her name is Molly. I said, "Get your ass out of this kitchen!" She run back <laughs> out. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, we do not allow our animals in the kitchen. That's where we eat. <laughs> it's facts. It's be, true. Yeah, you gonna be inside, um, pet. Your ass out that kitchen because you're gonna get hurt if you come in that kitchen. <laughs> That's just how we roll down here. But um, I have another great question for you, of course. And what is your favorite horror film or films? I mean, it don't even have to like it could be three or four, it could be two or one, and everything. And it's just none like just specific order or whatever so so it's it's so you're saying my favorite horror film and non-horror film like it's just favorite horror film like what is your favorite horror film or films you know okay um i would say you know i love high tension high tension is definitely up there Mm -hmm. um the the french horror you know very they they went very brutal with it you know i love the twist ending um that's another one of those movies that I put on while well, I'll look up like the uh the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and be like, damn, I love this movie, but it got such a low rating. Like that's why you just have to you know realize that the uh the the critics don't know everything. You know, so you just uh you just like what you like. Um so yeah, high attention, evil dead is up there. Uh mm-hmm. the the first one, you know, um what else? Uh, Night of the Demons definitely up there Woo! as well. You know, yeah! definitely, definitely. Um, you know, uh, and then I would have to say, well, Child's Play too. I really enjoyed that one as well. You know, um, and then Demon Knight. Demon Knight, you know, is classic. That's that Tales from the Crypt film. You yeah. got my, you got me like waving my hands and like demon night kills from the crew. Yeah, yeah, you know, just just those those raw those raw uh films, you know, back then. Even um something like from dusk till dawn, you know. Uh, which... I'm getting hyped right now, and everything. That was like <laughs> heydays right there, like demon night. You know, from dust to dawn. Yeah, you know they they give us that that prosthetic love. You know, nowadays they don't really give us too much of that. You know, but they gave us yeah. that prosthetic love, which I really, I really appreciate. Like that's this 
that that element right there like because there's a lot of elements that you know come together for for horror but i think for me what scared me the most the two elements that scared me the most were uh the music of, mm -hmm. of certain horror movies and the prosthetics you know that's that's those two are really going to sell me uh on a movie and and whether i consider it a classic and i go back to it and stuff like that awesome and you know i'm a dj and i'm really big in music but music is such a crucial part um in horror films especially if it has like a certain beat or this melody um you know we can recognize Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. You know, we, mm -hmm. we recognize that. We're like, oh, snap, that's Michael Myers right there. Dun, 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 dun. And then you have like the little, uh, you know, uh, what is it, like the little, mel you know, lullaby, you know, uh, you know, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. It's not really a lullaby, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to think of this. It was on the tip of my tongue. You know, like Ring Around the Roses, like it's like a nursery rhyme. You know, you know this. You know, uh, you know Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, I mean, and then you know the prosthetics, man. Thank you so much for recognizing the prosthetics, bro. You got me like, yes, 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 yes. It's, it's mandatory. About, it is. It's something about special effects. Uh, prosthetic and makeup and that is a lot of great man hours just put into like different scenes from bruises to uh black eyes to a, a gruesome bloody you know stab wound and of course you know you see that i took a picture with the the, the legendary tom savini and everything and i was just like my heart was beating though when i met him and i was like oh my god it's tom savini because um seeing his work you know, growing up watching a lot of horror movies, I can recognize like, oh snap, Tom Savini's work right there. And when you mentioned from Dust to Dawn, you know, he was sex machine. And I like he cracked me up, but he had like that old like the smooth, like old school Philly like swag with it. And I was like, oh, right there. I was like, oh man, my little heart was that's the reason why my heart was beating because I cause his his portrayal of sex machine came from dust to dawn and then just him just working you know doing the special effects and i'm just like oh my god i'm about to pass out i'm like damn and i'm like me my husband for the first time or something what is this arranged marriage but yeah but it was really <laughs> great meeting tom savini he was really really nice i know a lot of people have different stories about him but i was like you know what i don't care but i was like yo i'm just gonna be nice to him and there it is but practical effects, I feel that it is uh, very important in like horror movies because you know now we have like CGI. There's some CGI that's really like great, but then you can't do everything CGI. No, you, you can't. Gotta have, you gotta have like your practical effects. You gotta have those people there. I mean, shit. How who else is going to, you know, make? shit looks nasty and bloody and, and for that creature to be as scary as I don't know what it's gotta have like you know design the, the 
you know, the latex, all of that, the man hours behind. I mean, that's what makes it so special about horror is it's the makeup, the prosthetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Shit and, you know, computer, I mean, yeah, computer's been around since like, was like 1930 or something like that, but you've seen like the old early 50s, you know, monster movies, sci-fi movies, you know, they use anything from paperclip to string to, you know, trick photography. You have to have have a lot of imagination. Somebody that's very, very creative. I mean, the the creature from the Black Lagoon suit. That's not CGI. Shit. Somebody just put that together. A lot, a lot, a lot of work, and I have a deep appreciation for it. Really, I have such a mad deep appreciation like that. It's yeah, like they a, definitely like been killing it. Like, yeah, they be killing it though. Like you ain't killing it with no CGI blood and all that stuff. No, it's... I'm looking for, I'm looking for some 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 special effects makeup. I'm looking for that. Well, yeah, when they That's... when they marry them together you know like uh mm-hmm. with the the evil dead uh remake that they did with uh with fetty mm-hmm. alvarez like when mm-hmm. they focused heavily on prosthetics and they made sure they got that down but they added some elements of cgi so i feel like in instances like that like you see how the two can you know work together yeah yeah so yes, you know we, like- we need more of that Yes, it's like a uh, when you have CGI and special effects, it's like an old 80 some year old man with a lot, a lot of money, and he with a pretty 20 year old, you know, chick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a bad analogy right there, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Man, you know, I'm random like that, bro. But uh, but no, like you do, you can have like some really great effects of just mixing both of the two. You really can, and there's been a couple of movies that have had that that marriage like that. You know, where it was effective, it it looked really great. Um, you can see where it's not gonna like age out. You know, you can watch it, still watch it like ten years later. And it's not gonna, and the effects is not gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, a, um, it's it's more of over like style, you know, because as the mm-hmm. years go on, like, uh, like special effects and things like that definitely change and you know get better. And CGI, you know, over time it gets better with advancements. But I feel like if you heavily rely on CGI and not like style and you know more so prosthetics and things that look a little bit more real mm-hmm. then you're you're bound to have a movie that looks more outdated than it should you know like i feel like the reason why we can turn on something like the thing and you know other other classics like uh what is it uh from beyond and stuff like that mm-hmm. where it was heavy heavily relied on the prosthetics but they took their time with the creativity like the the reason stuff like that lasts or stands the test of time is because you know you see the passion and you see the style in there you know which mm-hmm. was uh one of my issues with uh 
with the new with the new Evil Dead, you know, uh, like the Evil Dead Rise. You know, I felt like they dropped the ball when it came to prosthetics in uh in that department. You know, they did, they did, they did, and uh, that was like I was like really impressed with like the prosthetics that they uh did with the actors. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness. And it just like had that real feel of just like the original Evil Dead of where, you know, Sam, I mean, Sam Raimi and all them, they were like running out of money. And the whole uh, oatmeal, this is what my son told me. He actually watched the Evil Dead and I told him not to watch. He was really young, but he watched Army of Darkness, but he know the whole boomstick dial, you know, the whole uh, this here, listen up, primitive screw has this here is my boomstick. Man, we fell out laughing when he did that shit. <laughs> and then he did it in kindergarten. And somebody's like, man, I ain't never heard a five year old just did the whole boomstick scene, <laughs> but he, he reenacted. And, wow. um, but he watched the commentary and I came home from work and he comes to me. He's like, mama, did you know they used oatmeal and evil dead with the whole blah, 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 blah. I was like, wait a minute. You're not even supposed to watch that. But he's like, but I did. I was like, that's not a good movie to watch. I was like, I'd rather for you to watch Army of Darkness, but don't watch evil dead. And I hid it and everything. He found it. And I'm just like, but I mean, but he remembered everything what they did in the commentary of the special effects, what they used. You know, they used oatmeal for like the the whole scene whenever uh, it was like the last act, and they were drying out. You know, it was dead, and all that gross green stuff came out. He's like, that that was oatmeal, and and I was like, dang, this kid really did absorb all this. So uh, even though that movie is so it's like it was like 81 and you know at the time my son was like around four or five it impressed him because yeah. of the special effects and you know the, the the stuff that they used they had to you know whenever you you have to use you know you have to rely on a lot of things you know use your imagination with it and that really impressed him with the oatmeal and he still remembers i was like remember you told me about you know he's like yeah i remember i told you about that he has a pretty good memory about things but the rest of the stuff he's got selective memory on i'm like lord have mercy <laughs> 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 but uh but always raise your kids right on horror but you know that was like a that was a common that was an accident right there i was like oh my god he did not watch evil dead because the original scares me too it still scares me to death but he was just like yeah, mom, that movie was scary, but you know, commentary was really great. <laughs> See, that's and that's that's how you know he he really dived into it and you know soaked it up when he was when he was soaking up the commentary as well. You know, because it's it's a it's a certain club of us. It's only the initiated is going to watch. You know that the behind the scenes and listen to the commentary and stuff like that. Yeah, I know that would uh trip me out. And he he tickled me on uh, one day. He's like, "Mom, I'm into like rap metal." I was like, "Well, uh, you I did raise y'all on heavy metal and everything, so okay, cool." <laughs> 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 and you know, and he and he says, um, "The original RoboCop, 
but Peter Weller, he said that was the best one. He he did he liked it, the remake of Robocop, but it was to him, it just relied too much on CGI. And he uh liked the original Robocop because he felt like it was on point with the story. Yes, like some of the, the uh special effects are a little bit outdated, but he said that was just the best one. He, he I mean he's like, Yeah, Robocop the remake had a slicker gun, everything else like that, but he said it was just it was just the magic of Peter Weller and and of course I told him I was like, yo, that that was like filmed in Dallas. You see the big old like reunion ball and everything. He's like, yo, that's that's in Dallas. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, he got good taste. He got good taste, you know. So it's uh he does. He does sometimes. It's still developing, but some things I'm just like, mm, <laughs> okay, okay, sir. Yeah, um, you, you, you need to go on. You need to go on. But uh, what else do you see yourself like a year or three years down the road, uh, particularly with the evil of Tyrone YouTube and your um, your views, your deep dives, your commentary? What do you see yourself within three years um, with this? And how uh, do you feel that it will be more of a growing community with horror. Do you feel there's like still like people that gatekeeping horror, or do you feel that horror is going to expand to a to newer heights other than just what people say it's elevated horror? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, motherfucker, elevated. This bitch been elevated for a long ass time. What you talking about? Yeah, I feel like there's always going to be like someone who's trying to gatekeep. You know, uh, especially uh, keeping people of, you know, color in a certain position and not giving them, you know, a voice, uh, especially like certain communities within horror, you know, like uh, women of color, you know, in horror and, uh, you know, the, the LGBTQ plus community, you know, in, mm-hmm. in horror and stuff like that. So I always feel like there's going to be you know, people who are trying to like tell us like, this is what, this is what horror is. And, you know, sometimes like pushing other, other groups to the side, you know, but I feel like it's, things are changing. It's growing. You know, a lot of people are definitely making moves and when, where they're seeing roadblocks, they're creating their own like lanes. Like I've seen so many people, especially of color, this year like uh starting up their own stuff like um you know just directing their own you know shorts and you know writing their own books and you know doing their own horror music and stuff like that just people are like oh i can't wait on this person or to get hooked up with this platform like i just gotta go out there and you know do it myself you know which definitely inspires me you know like uh i feel like right now like i have so much fun doing this stuff and you know just meeting everybody and uh it's just been it's definitely been a ride but i guess like as far as the future uh you know like in maybe a couple years or whatnot like i i guess I, i see the community growing i still see me interviewing folks and stuff like that um i would love to I guess, you know, 
just just see the we'll see my YouTube grow and you know just get uh you know just get the word out there spreading the word about some some movies and shows that you know don't necessarily get talked about you know like that's why I did the uh the breakdown with uh Taman and you know you and everyone who comes on as a guest for from you know and uh just other movies that I feel like you know aren't necessarily as big because they don't have the quote-unquote budget or they're not on you know a big Netflix platform for everybody to you know soak up so I'm like all right I want to show you know I definitely want to show more uh more love and uh and bring more attention you know to to that you know uh but yeah just just I guess just being being uh just getting getting myself and more people out there you know and just bringing more visibility to the uh to the horror community and right. you know just hopefully uh you know people would be would be more uh people would be you know receptive to that and you know just seeing seeing more people mingle with each other you know because sometimes i feel like I, like i'll reach out to someone and I'll be like, oh, you know, this is dope. I've met this person. Then I'll reach out to someone else. And I'll be like, oh, this is dope. I met this person. But, you know, people always, they don't always, you know, like come together and, you know, like, hey, you know, I've, I've seen you. Like, they'll, you know, they may like someone's post or comment or whatever. But when you talk about bringing them into a room, they get all nervous and stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, these are these are your folks, you know, these are, these are your people, you know, uh, so, you know, just get it, get in there, you know, but yeah, just, uh, just, you know, just more interviews and also, uh, like hosting, hosting some public events, you know, like I would love to, to get into that space, especially, uh, providing, uh, bigger spaces, bigger safe spaces for the horror community because i feel like we we're out there and we're heavy out there it's just like people are we've been like so so pushed to you know the underground for so long you know that people don't necessarily know like hey we can get together and it doesn't have to be at one of these you know one of these cons or whatever and you know we could just get together and just celebrate just the uh just the genre and you know what that's all about to to each to each and every one of us and you know it doesn't have to be for halloween either you know it could just be because it's uh because it's march you know let's just get together and uh and party you know and and celebrate our love for for everything horror you know and just come out with your t-shirts and your cosplays and all that and just just have some fun you know, like I would love to, to, uh, you know, just, and, and also interview some of my favorite, like celebrities and horror, you know, so, and like, uh, uh, Tony Todd and, you know, a bunch of other people, like I would love to, to have sit downs with them. You know? That'd be like a really dope interview. That'd be like really cool as shit because Tony Todd, you've been the candy man. Man, he has just been in so many like films. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And 
you know, we all know Tony Todd. He had that, uh, you know, that voice. Mm-hmm. He was also in uh, Wishmaster. And I was like, oh, Steph is Tony Todd in Wishmaster. And uh-huh. that was another, that's a West, West Craven film. And uh, that would be like a kick ass interview. Uh, I Have you seen, uh, was it um, Horror Noir? I was on show. Oh yeah, I I saw it and then I had bought it on Blu-ray because they they had it on Amazon, so I had I have it on Blu-ray. It's amazing. Oh, and I love I love that. That's just like I was like, oh man, you could just just it it was just like like so many of like actors and actresses, you know, on that uh, documentary and. Which, of course, is going to lead up to what I want to ask you about is how we, like, horror movies has never been very kind to, like, people of color. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 and I'm just, just like, yep, yep, I'm just agreeing with every one of them. But since this is going to lead into this uh, question right here, yo. How was the blackening? How was the blackening, man? <laughs> I want to watch that, man. I was like, look, when it goes, oh, this movie too much DMX. And I was like, that sounds like me right there. Who, who is it? What you want? <laughs> I know I'm a contestant. I got a good. The blackening, it was. It was definitely uh it was definitely a fun time. Um shout out to Bobby Torres uh for getting getting me and Jaleesa passes to check it out a little early. Um but yeah, it was a it was a fun time. It def like I walked into it not really knowing what the premise was. Like, you know, I I just saw the commercial and I was like, Oh, this is you know, a horror comedy with black people mm-hmm. in it. Like I'm interested, I'm sold, you know. So I walked in and just getting to s- like to digest like the different characters that they had in there and what they represented. And I feel like this movie's extra fun, especially for black people, because there are a lot of jokes that you're you're going you're only gonna get because you're uh because you're black, you know, because of that shared experience, you know. So yeah. it definitely oh is a good time like i cannot wait until you check it out and and review it like i'm there's certain people's reviews that i'm looking for this looking out for and yours is definitely one of them like i uh me and jaleesa got a uh spoiler review dropping on was it thursday okay. night you know uh I, for the black i've seen that. Oh, yeah. seen that i was um i'm like i'm not gonna watch y'all you know your review and everything because i want to be Surprise. Tyrone, I have some random trivia questions. This is something that I'm just doing, you know, for fun, especially for my guests when I interview them. Um, some of them are horror, some of them are just random, just out of the sky blue questions. And um, are you ready? Oh yeah, I I was born ready. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm gonna give you like a really nice easy one and everything. So here we go. In the movie, 
howling too, your sister is a werewolf. Sybil Danning was also in a cult classic favorite called Reformed Schoolgirls. What was her character's name? Ooh, in in the Howling Two. Yeah, she was in the Howling Two. She was the blonde with the big old like cassava melons and everything. But she was also in a role called uh, Reformed Schoolgirls. Oh, Reform Schoolgirls. Hmm. No, I haven't seen that one. I gotta, I gotta put that on the list. Actually, what? it is like it's just the trashiest, but the most awesomest movie. It used to come on USA Up all night. It has Wendy O. Williams. She was the uh, lead singer of the Plasmatics, and um, Sybil Danning was in this movie. And her role in this movie, she was the, um, she was the warden. She so was a Sturba. Yeah, she played Yeah, yeah, she played Sturba uh, in Howling too. Yeah, yeah. See, I think yeah. they were. There's. I don't know if it's like maybe like the non-American version, because I I reviewed it on um. Was it Letterbox? I gave my rating on Letterbox, and like it was a part of the title, like Sturba was a part of the title mm -hmm. of the Howling too. But she was in this film called Reformed Schoolgirls. Hmm. All and right. I, I'll let you look it up and everything. So, like, what was her character's name? And Reformed Schoolgirls. Reform schoolgirls. Let's see what's going on here. Reform schoolgirls. Oh, 1980s. Oh, this, yeah, this picture is, uh, you know what? What, uh, I think Michael, Michael told me to watch this. Reform schoolgirls. Oh, yeah. It was somebody awesome. that told me to watch this, uh, recently. Let's see. Oh, she was War Warden Sutter. Warden Sutter. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Warden Sutter. Yes, and she was fully clothed um, in this role. And I know there was a lot of news. Was pretty pissed off. Tatas <laughs> like all covered up and everything else. Yes, yeah, she had that look for the eighties. You know, she, she definitely really had did. it. She really did. All right, then next question in the song international um, players ball what was it what was the whole subject of that song international player ball it has ugk and outcast what was the whole subject of that i mean i feel like that song was about uh choosing the right one you know uh especially given given the sample you know because you got andre uh mm -hmm. speaking about you know just just taking these vows and and not looking back you know he was like spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors they dip you know so i feel like he was making a statement right there and then you got big boy talking about, you know, better, better choose the right one or, you know, pick the kitties up, you know, and uh, 
I, I feel like, uh, you know, even, even um, Bun B's, you know, his, his verse, you know, sort of, sort of amplified that as well. So I feel like it was about choosing the right one, you know, because there's so many, so many options out here and so many people playing, you know, so uh, even when you do choose the right one, there's so many people playing, you know, so I feel like with that song, it's like, yo, choose the right one and don't look back, you know, keep it, okay. keep it. And that's, and in that way, it's, it's keeping it, keeping it player as well. You know, you could, you could keep it player in a relationship, but you gotta just stand solid, you know, choosing the right one and staying solid about it, basically. Awesome, awesome, yes. And it's no like right or wrong answer with that, but that is correct um, right there. Um, next trivia question. Which one is better, Fruit Roll-Up or Gushers? Ooh, well, it's the easy one, Gushers. Off, you know, off, off tops, Gushers are more fun. You know, like I feel like Fruit Roll-Ups, yeah. And I'm a I'm a low effort kind of guy. Like I don't eat crabs because I don't feel like going through the uh the hassle mm -hmm. of cracking the shell and all that. Like I don't want to fight for my food, you know, and I feel like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm not I'm not hunting, you know, I want to fight for my food. I want to eat my food, you know. So uh when it comes to the roll-ups you know sometimes you fuck up on the on that roll-up in that plastic or whatever the hell they be using and you get some candy stuck to the stuck to the wrapper and you like shit or some get ripped off and you like damn you know it, it could have been it could have been all so perfect you know but i feel like with the gushers you know you just you just pop them pop them one by one in your mouth and you get that savory sweet taste, but you also get that get that extra burst of sugar inside the gusher. You know, okay. however that sounds. You know, okay. I'm choosing I'm choosing gushers. Extra sugar in my gusher. Yeah, you know that 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 uh, it's just it's just something about it. Like uh, I don't know if you ever had a juicy Lucy before, you know. But it's no, I have not. Yeah, it's it's basically a juicy Lucy is a hamburger, but they stuff it with cheese, you know. So when they cook oh. it, so when you, when you bite into it, you know the cheese pours out, you know, when you bite into it. Mmm, that sounds so good right oh, yeah. there. Want to grab a hamburger right now and stuff it? It's not Juicy Lucy's, but it's called Juicy Hamburger. We got some good hamburgers, some good ass beans, mm. good beans up in there with the with the jalapeno cut up in there. I was like, ooh, this is the way how Big Mama be cooking. Oh, with with the jalapeno? Oh yeah, shit! Big Mama be cooking beans with the jalapenos in it. I was like, baby, with that meat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now, now I'm thinking about Texas food and, and Texas barbecue. That's that's on my list of uh things I gotta do. Give me give everybody, me some good Texas food. Everybody's like, they some good Texas barbecue. I was like, well, we got more than this damn barbecue down here. We got some good ass hamburgers. I'm like, 
shit. Uh, the pho, the pho, like Vietnamese pho noodles, because Vietnamese, uh, the language of uh, Vietnamese language and everything is like the third, you know, language spoken in Texas. And we have like oh, a large wow. Vietnamese, you know, uh, population down here. We really do. So yeah. it's English first, Spanish is second, and Vietnamese. Wow. Well, now I got Now I know to get me some pho, you know, because I was I was calling it pho for the longest. I was ignorant. I was calling it pho for the longest. But, uh, you know, I need me some good pho, you know, some some Texas pho. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next a question. OK, it's more of like kind of like part of you. It's a little personal. Would you say. The East Coast is better than the West Coast, or the West Coast is, East, is better than the East Coast. Do. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, this one, yeah, this one is very controversial. Um, you know, I I was born out on the East Coast, you know, and at this point, you know, since I moved back to the East Coast, mm -hmm. I've been out here longer than I've been on the West Coast. But I'm going to have to say the West Coast, you know, it's just a different vibe. You know, it's a, you know, the people, it's a different vibe with the people, you know, with the, with the food, with the culture, you know, uh, especially, you know, the, uh, the Spanish culture out there, you know, it's a lot, it's a huge Mexican population, you know, so I just, I think I'm biased with it, you know, because I have so many memories and, you know, just being able to look out and you know see the mountains in the in the background and stuff like that living in the valley growing up in the valley like i feel like it's 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 the west coast all day you know i love the east coast but it's the west coast all day okay awesome awesome that is a uh good answer right there and last but not least if you had a versus of like the four icons. Which four icon will beat the brakes of each other's ass? <laughs> Ooh. So right or wrong answer and everything. So it's a little toughy and everything, but which four icon, if it was a versus, I'm talking about the whooping each other's ass, the rapping, uh, 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 shit, uh, doing marbles and everything, shooting dice, uh, playing pool. Dominoes, peanuts, and all that and everything, you know, <laughs> whoop, at, whoop, whoop each other like in Mortal Kombat or Monopoly, shit, Yahtzee and everything. Which horror icon would you think that would be like a good match, just a good match for each other, but which one would like, whoop each, you know, who would, who will just beat the brakes off one? Who, who, who? I think Ew! I'm... <laughs> I think I would have to go with uh, Bruce Campbell, you know, okay. and uh, and Ash. His role as Ash. Um, I think I would say Ash versus uh, Freddy Krueger. You know, I okay. think I think they would. I just think it would be heavily entertaining, you know, because Ash is heavily like physical and comedic and charismatic, and so is so is Freddy. You know, so well at least Robert England's Freddie, you know, so I feel like they just seeing them get in would be very entertaining. 
really really Ooh, i'm just gonna like throw this out here which one is the better phrase robert england or jackie earl haley playing Ooh. freddie Krueger? Robert England all the way. Robert England all the way. I just feel like, you know, there's a certain like swag, a certain style, certain energy that Robert England brings mm -hmm. and that I feel like it's a little too unfair, you know, mm -hmm. uh for for the for the other guy, you know, because Jackie it's, Earl, yeah, Jackie, it's it's just too it's too unfair for him. I feel like if when you're doing a role like that, similar to like the Joker, I feel like you can't just like phone it in or play it safe. You have mm -hmm. to because uh Robert England did such an amazing job in that role that you have to make it your own and like just just take it somewhere completely different you know similar to what Heath Ledger did with the Joker you mm -hmm. know like a lot of people were like oh Jack Nicholson you know but when Heath Ledger came out it was like yo he took it somewhere we ain't never seen it before you know mm -hmm. and he got he got rewarded you know by the with the praise you know for it so I feel like that's what Jackie was missing you know I felt like he played it safe you know amongst other things like there was a lot of issues with that movie for me but I feel like as far as his character was concerned, mm -hmm. he really didn't, you know, he really didn't take those risks. Uh, he really just, I felt like he was just there, you know, and he, and he was trying to get the voice down, you know, I feel like he was just there trying to get the voice down, but wasn't really selling Freddie to me. I think he should have pulled, pulled, pulled some Rorschach, you know, cause he was phenomenal. And Watchmen, I like them in Watchmen now. Like exactly, hey, like yo, them motherfuckers put a lot of people up in there. Watchmen and everything. Oh yeah, Rorschach was Rorschach was getting Rorschach. it in. Yeah, Rorschach was really really getting it in. But um, that I mean, like I know people say like Robert England was like their favorite. That was my mom's favorite also. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, like he, I feel he did a really good job of being Freddy Krueger of making us hate because he was a child killer now. He molested kids and I felt that Jackie actually did a good job of like that aspect of Freddy Krueger. And um, I'm going to, like, do a breakdown of that, too, because I would like to see uh, how people, like, respond. I mean, people have, like, overly respond with Robert England. And, you know, Robert England, been, him and Jackie has been in, you know, show business for a very long time. But, you know, Jackie's been acting ever since he was, like, a young kid, you know, in Bad News Bears. Um so I feel that like Jackie actually did like made it to where like I really hate Freddy Krueger to where like people like I love Freddy Krueger you know with Robert England he does Robert England does have like a like a just this charismatic you know um, energy about him even after mm -hmm. the last science fiction movie and he was it was the terriblest movie but it Robert England was in it 
even whenever he played on B, B was was like badass, like one hit wonder. But I wish they would have like, uh, you know, in the eighties, it came out in the eighties. It was like it was pretty badass, and it was a large budget. But he played Willie, and we still liked him, even though he was like part of the lizard people. He was a visitor, and you know, he was with the resistance. But we still loved Willie because he had like Robert. You know, has that charismatic, you know, energy with. I mean, he does. He really do. But I feel, you know, it's it's, it's pretty debatable on both of them and stuff. You know how they portray <clears throat> Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's- really is. I know. There's people that like Jack Carroll. People hated him in that role, but <clears throat> but I think he did a really good job of making people hate him. He made it. He, he really. He made me uncomfortable. He well, yeah. Me, oh yeah, he made me uncomfortable. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like it's some it's some back it's some backstories like why he made me feel uncomfortable. But uh, I feel that you know when I go and do that one, um, it's going to be really really deep and it's going to be like, damn, you know, because it's. Because uh, some of the subject matter is something that has happened, you know, to, you know, yeah, life. yeah. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> oh yeah, gotta, gotta go. You know, it definitely took some, uh, took some turns. You know that the mm-hmm. that the original nightmare didn't. You know, so you know it does. It does get props for uh, stepping out of the stepping out of the box in that aspect. Right. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Tyrone, the evil Tyrone, being my guest on the <laughs> Of course, I've been waiting a long time <laughs> to be a guest on this show. Oh the random horror show. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to have everybody come on. I'm going to have all y'all be singing and stuff. Come on, we're going to start up a chord. We're in a Disney Disneyland movie. Ah, yes. Ah. A whole new world. Under the sea, under the sea. Yeah, let oh, me, man. let me, let me not get you a copyright strike. You know, uh, let's, oh, let me not Lord. get you a copyright. Strike. Oh Lord, I know, right? Oh my gosh, you can't even sing us a tune. Copyright strike. No, you can't have uh, an action figure in the background. Like Lady Shasha was saying, she had Superman in the background, an action figure in DC or Warner Brothers. They gave her a strike for that. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's oh my God. I don't know. It's I don't know. I, I on this platform, I believe like I mean we can have like licensed music, but you know, we can't have like ads with it. Yeah. So um, you know, I think like every anything goes just as long as you like in your right of doing it, you know, but, uh, you know, usually 
I usually put use their music, you know, in the background if I'm doing, you know, a, a podcast or whatever. But uh, yeah, this is why I get like super ridiculous. It's not nobody. It's not saying, oh, we're claiming it or whatever. But I understand, you know, there's licensing, you know, just like with movies and different uh, videos, commercials and stuff like that. You know, you have to ask, you know, like, hey, can I borrow song, you know, like how much it's worth. I, I mean, I, I get it. I really do. I really get it. So, but it's like, damn, we got to do shit on against a blank ass wall. <laughs> 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 shit, you know, next thing is like we have like some kind of logo on our clothes or whatever. Shit, we got to be like wearing a burlap sack or something. To, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Got that potato burlap stuff on, man. They copyright strike me, you know what I'm saying? Because I had Lubumon on my shirt or whatever. You know, I had Fubu or something. They coming after me with that. And I'm like, oh, never mind. I just just sit up here, just chill. Wait, wait, <laughs> shit, you know, that's how it is. Cause they they do it in some TV shows. You know, you see, you see somebody with a with a logo blurred out, you know. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put yeah. it past them in the future, you know, to, right. to take it a step. Right, unless you're some type of influencer or they like paying you to like sell the product or whatever. Okay, yeah, I get it, but you know, hey, I mean, we're consumers, we, we got it because we like it. Exactly, it's free promo for y'all. Get with it, you know, get get with it. We're not, we're not, we're not like you know, riding your dick and everything, writing your letters <laughs> like, yo, you need to like pay me this amount because I'm wearing your bread. Oh man, we just like that's just free. Like you said, it's free advertising, free marketing. We like your shit, you know? We paid money for this. Yeah, especially if, you know, you're not trashing it. You're just showing it love. You're just like, yo, this is what I like. This is what I want to yeah. show off to the people. You know, this is this is the music that I like. This is These are the movies that I like. You know, this is the merchandise that I rock with. You know, why not? Put it out there. Yeah, rock world. Rock a pad. <laughs> oh no what it popped out of my head and I did it too. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, oh I'm wheezing over here. Tell everybody where you at, give us your socials, your email, you know. Everything you know about Evil Tyrone, just like tell everybody where you at and everything, where you stationed, everything else. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, you know, uh, my name is the Evil Tyrone, you know, spelled T H E E V O L, you know, that's love backwards, T Y R O N E. And you can check me out on Twitter, you know, you can also check me out on Instagram. You know, where I have a, a lot of clips up there of my previous interviews, you know, and that's one of the first places, you know, where I post when I got a, you know, an interview or, to, or a discussion, you know, coming up, I post it up there. You can also check me out on uh, YouTube, you know, where the actual discussions are in full length, you know, and sometimes they can get very, very lengthy, especially, you know, where you got like seven or more people up there, you know, talking about their favorite films and stuff like that. But you can check me out on YouTube as well, you know, also uh, on TikTok, you know, as well. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, just 
just out here trying to trying to reach out to the horror community and uh, meet as many people as I can, you know, because this thing is uh, is bigger than you know than than they think it is. You know, the the community is big, the community is strong, and uh, we're trying to take horror to the next level. You know, we're trying to normalize uh, it being it just just expressing yourself in that in that capacity. You know, like you don't got to feel like you're a weirdo. Or you don't have to feel like somebody else is a weirdo because they love this. You know, we're not crazy. We're not, you know, maniacs. You ain't gotta, you know, uh, pat us down. You know, when when you when we tell you that, oh yeah, I, I love horror. I listen to horror podcasts. You know, before I go to sleep, or I watch horror movies. You know, before I go to sleep. You know, this is all. It's all fun, and uh, you know, sometimes there's some trauma and some uh, some emotional release in there thrown in there as well you know but it's uh it's a genre that needs to be respected you know so uh yeah that's 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 what i got to say dj kiki we the best in horror when we take it <laughs> over we take it over one city at a time we take it over one television at a time. <laughs> One subscription at a time. We take One it over. And tonight we are we on the random horror show, you know, uh hosted by Keisha. You know, if you if you hear this is this is the place to be, you know, you you ground zero on one of the places to be. Like I, I'm not bullshitting when I say this is one of my favorite podcasts because when she does interviews, she goes deep in depth and she asks the questions, you know, she, yeah, she, you ask some interesting questions and, you know, your, your guests feel, you know, uh, very, very like relaxed and, and uh, it's, it's, it's a certain level of trust that you have to have with your guests, you know, in order for them to relax and open up and, you know, just to feel like, they can be vulnerable in in this space, you know. And I, I want to say, as someone from the horror community, I appreciate you for providing this space, you know, for people to come on and chat it up with you. Oh shit, that just means so much to me. And I just really just want people when they come on here to feel like they're home, like a like you know, I'm their been their best friend for like 20, 30 years, and. I mean, that means a lot to me. And I don't like people, you know, I don't want like people to come up thinking they have to be like uptight and, you know, they have like, like, like they're in a CNN or like Fox News like <laughs> interviewer, you know, or, or they feel like they're going to like, they, you know, they're Oprah or something like that. I don't, I mean, I'm just like, yo, like, come on this bitch, talk. Everybody want to hear what you doing. This is like, your time to shine i'm just like chilling in my own world listening to everything i'm eating some bucky's ice and everything you know when i went to bucky's like earlier and we're gonna have a good time you know because i mean i'm kind of like sally good time but you know just on the podcast and you know not in real life i mean i gave that life up you know what i'm saying i gave <laughs> that life up though so i'm 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 reformed but yeah. that's what that's what I want, you know, that's what, that's my goal, that is my, this is my passion, um, to strive for y'all just to be 
you be yourselves and stuff because you know we have had too much black in our lives people made fun of us or you know or, or thought we were crazy or you know something's wrong with us because we listen to horror or we watch horror movies or whatever you know whatever we are into that is not consideredly typical norm and this is just a safe space that I like provide for everybody I mean it doesn't matter if you create content you write novels uh, you act uh, anything like that you know come on now I, I, I need to start giving y'all tea or coffee or water or <laughs> liquor or something I mean I wished I had like a studio where every I just fly you out like hey you want something I see it and I'll be sitting on my couch just chilling like that you know, we be talking. You know? Yeah, I need That's some the, fun, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you, I'll be like, you hungry, you know, here, go eat, because I'll be sitting up there eating with you and everything. I'll be eating some candy or whatever, you know, just straight chilling with you. And we just going to have a good time on the Random Horror Show. And we talk about horror. We're going to talk about everything under the sun. And it does not even feel like you're being interviewed. You just shit. you just chilling with me. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. Those are the best interviews. You know, where you yeah. just you just feel comfortable and you just you know just talking shit. It just flow. It just flow. right, right. Shit, it's so comfortable and everything. You know, shit. You, you gonna take off your shoes? You might, you know, take off your pants and everything. Put your basketball shorts on, kid. You just be scratching your booty while you sitting there talking to me. That's like if you you know. I had some women pass some guests on there too. They get so comfortable. I was like, girl, take off your bra and everything. You at home and everything. Let's feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't you you can't get it anywhere else, folks. You cannot get it anywhere else but the random horror show. Only here, well, are you are you the most comfortable? You know, only here. And God dang you for saying I'm funny. I am not funny. I'm just naturally like this. Oh no, I shit. The kids said, "Mama, you funny." I'm like, no, I'm not. But those are the funny. The the, <laughs> those are the funniest people, though. Like the people who do not try and be funny, you know. And I guess it's it's a comfortability thing. Like you make people feel comfortable, and you say things that are relatable. And you say them in a comedic way. You know, you may not try and, you know, be funny. That may not be your objective. But just by you saying what people are thinking or, you know, going there, not afraid to go there, you know, it, it adds an element. Which, right. you know, makes people more comfortable. So, you know, it's a good thing. I mean, shit. You know, my students, they just like, I mean, they asked me a question. I was like, well... This is more like lash shampoo, giving a lash bath with their, you know, with their clients. So we're teaching them how to, you know, get correct ways of uh, providing a service. And they're like, how much stuff do you know? I said, well, just don't <laughs> kill their eyeball with it and everything. I mean, at least it has to set up a little bit more so you can get all the junk off the eye. And they just fell out laughing. I was just like, you hear my twain coming out. Um, <laughs> But they just cracked up laughing, and I, and I just said it just in the. It was just non-comical, but it was just a matter of fact the way how I explained it to them, and they just died laughing. I'm like, "What are y'all laughing at?" I yeah, am not funny. You know what it is? It's because a lot of people they 
they put on multiple filters. I mean, like everybody to a point, you know, has some sort of filter, you mm-hmm. know, on them. But uh, I feel like there's a lot of people out there, especially people who have a platform to speak. They put like, you know, five different filters on, you know, to the point where when you're speaking to them, you know, it may not be as relatable or, you know, it may, you may not be as comfortable or, you know, certain things may not be resonating, but, you know, with you, it, uh, it, it, it feels a little bit more raw, you know, like I know, I know I'm going to, and it's, and it's special because it's raw, but you also know what the fuck you're talking about. Like a slime motherfuckers don't know talking about but you know what the fuck you're talking about so thank you it is what it is see this is tickle my little heart and i got my aunt to like follow you she subbed um on youtube thank you thank you i I said i need to go hit go hit that button since you like to watch some youtubes all the, the, the reality like all that, and I was like, Lord, how much did she not get time there? But she be watching them too, so she be watching your, you know, your YouTube channel also. So, yeah. Oh, that means a lot. That definitely means a lot. But yes, everybody, y'all go check out the evil Tyrone. Thank you so much, Tyrone Williams. You know what I'm saying? Past raffle. He's <laughs> postal service. You know, he's giving excellent customer service. He's also interviewing everybody in the horror community, making like those mad connections with them shits right there. And of course, signing off, I am your horror hostess, Keisha Lacey, and this is the Random Horror.